Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back with Ayers on the Road. We have uh, had an interesting experience this week. Um, we are traveling and we are excited to be able to be in touch even though we're far away. Well, Linda's trying to make this sound a little generic because what's happening is we're we're on a round-the-world trip, a round-the-world speaking trip, and um, we're also going to be stopping off to see a lot of our kids on the way around the world, and we're hoping we'll be able to do a live show every week, as we usually do. But we're recording this one just as we're leaving on the trip because we may not have Wi-Fi or whatever. So so here's where we're going, Linda. Let's see if this sounds fun but as soon as we mention it we'll 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 also mention how hard a work it is to travel like this so that we we don't want anyone envying something that is actually pretty hard but we'll go from here to uh, LA and then to Maui and then to Tokyo and then to Shanghai and then to uh, Dubai and then to Moscow and then to Zurich and then to New York and then back home so if you're if you're uh, good at geography, you realize that it's always going west, always going west until we get around the world. And we've done these round the world tours before. And one thing we've learned, in case you ever need to know this, it is so much easier to travel to the west than to the east. <laughs> yes, it is. We only have to go three hours at a time, pretty much. As far as adjusting as clocks. As far as adjusting clocks. And so we just keep going west and just keep going until we come all the way around. And it's not really bad. You can, actually, you can actually do it without jet lag because you just have 27-hour days instead of a 24-hour day on the days you're traveling. We'll travel about every three days. We'll spend an average of three days in each location. And so every third day is just a 27-hour day instead of a 24-hour day, and you never get jet lag. Which it's a I miracle. love, which I love. I've always wanted a 27-hour day. Yeah, wouldn't we all love it if we could just have a 27-hour day every day? Don't you feel like if you had an extra three hours each day, you could get everything done you need to do? You absolutely could. And, you know, <laughs> no matter where we are in the next three weeks or so, um, it's Easter season. And we wish you all a happy Easter wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Um, I This is kind of a segue into what we're going to talk about today. But our kids have become obsessed with making Easter as important as Christmas. We're kind of glad about that. And it is so great. It's so great. And they've got um, some have detailed plans of uh, working through four weeks in advance, all the things that happen up until the great event, and and others kind just of an Easter go advent from Palm Sunday, yeah. and we have some that are uh, that observe Lent. They're not Catholics, but they are, <laughs> they give Lent's up things that idea. they really like. It's a great idea, and um, this season is a time when we really, I mean, we're. We're so excited about spring coming, especially in Utah right now, because we've had such an amazing winter with snow every oh day, boy, every day. Oh, have we ever. So the lakes and reservoirs are filling up for the first time in years. They are. And we're up at Park City, and there's not a bud or a twit of grass in sight anywhere. 
and there's still snow, but wow, if you go down to Salt Lake City, it's just blooming. Well, that's why we like to schedule these longer speaking tours in April, because whenever we can, because it's the one bad month in Park City. It's muddy. It's uh, There's the snow or whatever's left of it is dirty. There's no springtime in the offing. So by the time we get back, Linda, it'll look like springtime here. Yes. So we're excited. But back to the point that our kids are starting to teach us a lot of stuff. Oh, they sure are. And and why shouldn't we make Easter at least as big a deal as Christmas in our families with our kids and our grandkids and so on? After all, you know, uh, the celebration of Christ's resurrection you can make a pretty good case that in some ways that's something to celebrate even more than, than the birth of Christ, although I'd hate to get in that debate because they're both such pivotal events. But Easter kind of gets shortchanged compared to Christmas and not in our family. And it's no. not us. It's the kids no, who it really not. picked up on that with their kids. Well, and I do have to say this is going to be a fascinating trip because part of the time we'll be completely immersed in the Muslim world. Yeah, and uh, Muslim Muslims world. believe in Jesus Christ. Also, we had a Muslim driver as a, pro- as a prophet, as a prophet, a- right? But um, we had a driver when we were there last time who had named his child Mary after the, the mother Virgin of, Mary, the yes. mother of the prophet Jesus in his mind. Yeah, right. So it really is. And then we'll be in Russia, which I'm very excited about because I've, we've never been it's there. One, one, one of the few places um, we've where it's never really ever been pretty much without Christianity. So it'll be interesting to see. Well, and the great thing about this trip is that just by sheer coincidence, uh, we're going to see five of our nine kids on the way around. One in California, one in Hawaii, one in uh, Switzerland, one in New York, and our little London daughter is actually going to meet us in Moscow in Russia. So If you can see a majority of your kids who have the wanderlust and who live far away on one trip, you're doing pretty good. (laughs) Well, that is pretty good. Which begins to segue into what we want to talk about today. Yeah, because our kids are so far flung and because they um, are sometimes out of touch. I mean, not really as far as physically being with us, but... We, they, we've discovered some really interesting ways to communicate with kids. So as, as you listen today, um, think of this as a sort of a show on communication with, with our grown children. And if you're a grandpa or a grandma, you'll find that topic very germane and interesting. If you're a, a younger parent or a younger person, um, think of it in terms of how to stay in touch with your family, your siblings, your your parents, and so on, even if there's a lot of distance involved. Now, again, we've said this on the show before. We, we in some ways, find ourselves envying families who all live on the same cul-de-sac and who see each other every day and so on. But at the same time, we know how many there are, how many families there are who have some geographic distance between them and who really look forward to finding ways to see each other as often as possible at reunions, on visits, on travel, but who often have to rely a lot on other forms of communication from the internet to the phone lines to um, blogs to social media to Instagram. 
But what a blessed generation we are to be able to be in constant contact with anyone we really choose to, even though sometimes it's electronic rather than face-to-face. Well, we kind of divide it into three categories. There's the the eye-to-eye when you're actually with the person and can hug them. That's the best. And then there's voice-to-voice where you hear and really appreciate that and and. And that's kind of eye to eye, too, because you do it with Skype or you do it with uh, FaceTime and you really do see each other. You just can't reach out and hug them, although we do. We give virtual hugs and kisses. We kiss our grandkids on on FaceTime and (laughs) gets our phones all uh, slobbery and messy. But um, we've just started something. I uh, actually the girls, it wasn't my idea, but our girls decided they our daughters decided they wanted to have a daily communication or at least weekly communication with each other. And so one of our daughters who, in writing, which in would writing. be the third category. So, um, they, we've decided to do something called three lines. They got this from a podcast somewhere, but it's a great idea. So you just write three lines, you know, three things that happen to you in the day for each day for each day. And sometimes we, I get behind. I just did a whole week because I was behind, but, and sometimes it's not just a line. We're finding that we're getting just amazing we're things getting feelings. from our we're, daughters. We're, yeah. We're learning what they're thinking and what they're worrying about and so on. And so the three lines are not, I mean, it turns out they don't just say got up, went to the store, picked <laughs> up the kids. It, it, it's what they felt or what they well, noticed. Well, the idea was it's supposed to be really poetic. Yeah, like a little poem. But but everybody can't do that. And and when you're in distress, you know, it's not real poetic, but we really want to hear about it. And so it really has been fascinating to really feel like we're inside their lives, which we haven't done for years because they're so far distant. I mean, obviously we've been in touch every week, but sometimes just um, – by a little text or a little, you know, uh, FaceTime for a minute. And it takes a lot of time to keep up with nine kids. But it's but, sort of a thing. It's almost like a journaling, only you're sharing the journal in a really abbreviated way. And, and, and you know, Linda started, who started, was it Sadie's idea? Yeah. So one of the girls started, and it's been going on for a while now. And now I'm happy that some of the boys, our sons, have become a little bit Jealous is the wrong word, but but have said, hey, why why aren't we doing that? And so we're gonna we're we've started it now, just among the boys, just just quick, just a quick reference. Here's what I thought of today. Here's what happened to me today. Yeah, you can do it in you can do it in twenty seconds, really. I mean, quickly well, if, you're if, you, a guy. if you're doing a quick one. Yeah, the guys. <laughs> I bet ours are a lot briefer than yours. <laughs> I think they <laughs> one are. One of our daughters who. Thinks three lines means three pages. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Takes a long time just to read it. But le- you might be thinking, now, wait a minute. What about the in-laws? Because they are so important, and we adore our in-laws. Um, <coughs> but our, they, our sons and daughters-in-law, in other words. In other words. But um, we just had a wonderful uh, slash terrible experience with them <laughs> last week. Um, we gathered everybody to California. It was one of those things where the, our daughter-in-law from Hawaii happened to be in Seattle and our daughter from London happened to be here for a wedding and, you know, one daughter-in-law could drive and so on. So we all gathered at the farm and we've talked about that before on the show. We have a daughter who's living on a 400 acre gorgeous farm in California 
uh, with the whole thing, pigs, chickens, uh, dogs, Both. mountain lions, everything. And so, <laughs> yeah, the mountain lions on the farm, <laughs> uh, we all gathered there and we were so excited to be together. We had one daughter-in-law that couldn't make it because she lived in Switzerland. It was only a three day deal and that just didn't work very well, but we FaceTime with her. We walked through the gardens, um, this gorgeous estate. And we were walking through talking to her and took a picture with her on the phone and, that was all really fun too. But should I tell this story? Well, we better take a in little two minutes. break. Let well, me tell. Well, you think you can do it in two minutes? I think I can do it in two. Do minutes. do the outline of it, and then we'll expand. And and as you're listening, keep this in context that what we're talking about today is ways to have good communication with our kids. And one of the things Linda always does is grasps at any opportunity when several of them will be together and where she can actually join them. So give a, give an outline of what happened. <laughs> Thank you. We'll, now that you've taken 30 seconds. No, I just was putting time. a context on it. I, know, I understand. Okay. So this does just have to be an outline. So we met there and we had so much fun. And then we got an, and knowing Christie's big sprinter, they have a sprinter cause they have six kids Big van, and uh, a great big van. And we went, some won the sprinter, some won the truck, and we loaded five bikes in the back of the truck, and we went to the beach and took turns riding on the bikes. It's just the women of the family, no the kids. And the, two the babies. The dads are watching out for the kids and while two the moms get together. We left uh, ten kids with Noah that day. Only the anyway, nursing babies got to come. So we went to the beach, and when we went back to the sprinter, we our jaws dropped the two windows on the ins on the outside not the driver's side but the other side had been smashed some people had gone in there we don't know if it's one two three whatever had totally destroyed the windows gone in and taken everybody's purses computers id credit cards can you imagine everything you, and it, it was absolutely stunning well, we all just stood there in absolute horror and awe and I'll tell you the rest of the story after we'll, this we'll, break. We'll take a little break and then we'll tell you this This may actually make people not want to get together. You know, <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. Ayers on the Road, parenting in a modern world. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And so we're back. I've I hope you were there for the first half to realize <laughs> the drama that had happened just as we left for the break. We uh, were in California and in a big sprinter with all of our girls and um, robbers, broke in, thieves, stole everything, stole everything, took their identity. One one of our poor daughter-in-laws had her uh, passport and her social security card and her driver's license and all her credit cards and, and they all her took keys. them all. And they took everything. But this is not a necessarily a disaster story because I was proud of all of you that everyone just sort of said, hey, we're together. We can replace it. It's just stuff. It was pretty amazing. They just, of course, we were so sad about the car because it's a beautiful car. But then, uh, you know, they all just looked at each other and went, it's stuff. It's just stuff. And we stood there and waited for the police to come. In an hour, they started getting notices that somebody was at Macy's charging $500 gift cards on their credit cards, which they had already called and stopped. And so 
you know, they don't have to pay for that. It's just mostly a matter of replacing you, everything. It's such a pain. Do you think you all just put on a brave face because you were all together and no one wanted to come across as a big crybaby? And then no. do you think you all got off on your own and just bawled your eyes no. out? <laughs> At the moment, it was just, it was so fun to be together. And fun, that's a bad word. Um, it was so interesting to be together because nobody cried, weep, wept or wailed or anything. I mean, it was really interesting <laughs> how amazingly well they took it. Now, after we all got home, the results of that, all the pain Sunk of trying down. to replace everything, chargers, computers, everything, it was just really painful. But, you know, everyone was so great about it. It was amazing that we were all together and everybody just said, you know, it's just stuff. It sure could be a lot worse. Well, and back to the point, which is that, uh, you know, we all as families look for ways to get together. And when we can get together personally, like you did with the girls and like I'm going to do with, with some of the boys, uh, next fall, you, you do that, but that's, a rare thing. And if you have a family reunion, great. But then what about the average weeks, the day-to-day -day time, and how do you stay in touch when you don't live close to each other? And if it's just an ad hoc thing, if you just say, well, I think I'll just call somebody today, that's fine. But if you're not careful, weeks go by and, and there's no really meaningful communication. And these are the people we love the most. These are, these are our lives. These are our families. These are what matters most now and forever. And so we all look for ways to be in closer touch. And I think there's three lines a day where people get their feelings out and, and where there's a regular being in touch is great. We think Instagram of all the social media is probably the one that our family uses the most because it's so fast and, and a picture is worth a thousand words sometimes. And to see where the kids were, what happened that day, just on Instagram is such a great thing. And again, a way to comment quickly, just well, that looks great. What else happened or whatever? That's a wonderful way. We're so blessed to have that FaceTime, you know, it's just so perfect to, to just see someone for a minute and be able to look in their eyes and tell them you love them and how's your day gone today and so on. We just need to be sure we don't get so busy with the lower priorities of our lives, the squeaky wheels of our, of our regular lives, our, our jobs, our responsibilities, the things we're doing. We need to be sure those things don't crowd out the, uh, the important thing is always relationships and communication. And when I realized how hard that was for my parents, when we first got married, um, we lived far away. We lived in Washington, D.C. And then we left for England shortly after that. Uh, and we were there for three years. It was pretty amazing that, you know, we had to write by, we, in those days it was, you know, this long distance call, everybody be quiet. You know, this is expensive. We've got to talk fast, you know, and all yeah, that. Yeah. And it really is amazing that you can call anybody anywhere in the world now um, if you have a certain service. And, but, you know, I, I will say this too, Linda. Not, not only is communication by, by computer or by phone or by FaceTime so much less expensive than it was years and years ago. But you know what? Travel is also... I want to put this in an interesting context. We have one daughter that travels a lot. She's kind of obsessed with travel. And, and she also writes a blog 
called drippingwithpassion.com. <laughs> One of her passions is about travel. And she occasionally, there's trolls out there who want to pick away at people who blog. And, and a lot of them are like, well, where in the world do you get the money to do all this traveling and so on? And, and she answers very honestly and says, you know, travel, if it's a priority for you, can, can actually be done quite inexpensively. They try to get rewards cards. They try to find the cheapest flights. They live in Europe where they're, if you book in advance, flights are extremely cheap and and so we don't want i mean you know and we started the show linda by saying we're going on this round the world trip we don't want any listener to say well wow how can you possibly afford that we can't we can't afford it this in our case we were giving some speeches and so a lot of our expenses are covered but my point is you don't you don't if if it's important to you and if it's part of your priority structure to, to be with those you love on a, at least a fairly regular basis, then you end up budgeting that. That becomes more important to you. Whatever that ticket costs, it takes priority over maybe buying a newer car or, or over buying some new furniture or yeah. other things. It's all about prioritizing. Yeah, these kids in London have a 400-square-foot apartment. They have one teeny couch. They have no TV. They have a little table well, and a bed, just, yeah. and that's about it, and they're happy with that. And, you know, everybody, that's not their priority, but we're saying that they just are not really wealthy, and they just go wherever they want. They just are really smart about how they do it. And and this daughter's husband is a mathematician, and he loves the calculations. He loves working through those points and so on, which drive me crazy. But um, hmm. the, the point is, though, figure out a way to really communicate with your family, even if they live next door. There are sometimes you can live right side by side and and not know what you'd like to know about your children. Yeah, and we're kind of preaching to ourselves here too. Don't don't, don't think of this as a lecture, but we we all need to be reminded. We need to remind ourselves that the things that matter are our relationships with, particularly those with our children, with our families, with our parents, and and you know we all need to do more of this kind of thinking where we i call it the means and the ends thinking there are certain things that are the ends they're the goals they're the things that really matter they're the things that that count in the long run and and everything else is a means and sometimes the means don't lead to the ends in other words if if the if the end if the important thing is relationships and family and and your your communication and you're in being in touch and seeing each other and so on if you if you say that is the end that's the conscious goal then you look at the other things you're doing as the means to that end if, if you don't think that way the danger is we say well i'm just way too busy with my work and with my golf and with my uh painting and with my politics and with my church job and with Whatever, you can list all those things that are, you're so busy with. I couldn't possibly find time to travel or see my kids. I couldn't possibly find time to talk to them every day or to uh, send some kind of a, a, a circulating email. And, and we need to be careful of that because if, if the means are taking over and pushing away the ends, then what's the point of life? You know, I mean... 
again, I'm preaching to myself here because I tend to get busy with things. And then I think, oh, gosh, I haven't talked to so-and-so, one of my daughters, for weeks. And I don't even know what she's thinking or what she's doing. Then you try to play catch-up football, get back in touch with the person. And it just doesn't work very well. It's kind of like juggling. If you If you drop one of the balls... That's the end of the juggling. You want to touch them all. You want to keep them all in the air. And the way to do that is by saying, by actually thinking about it. How do I work it out so I can see these kids as often as I need to, or my parents or whatever it is, and be in touch with them and, and be in communication? Um, actually, we have been writing about this a lot, which is why we're thinking about this so much. And uh, that reminds me, I'm working on a new book for grandmothers which was in my computer, which is lost and not backed oh, up. So that's the saddest um, part. <clears throat> anyway, but it is interesting. Now let's think about the other side. I mean, I have friends who say their kids call them all the time. And I don't know that our kids call us all the time. They're so busy. And, um, well, they FaceTime us when there's something going yeah, on. They that they share. And, yeah, they do. And, and obviously this writing has really helped as far as our communication. But, um, for young people, Think about calling a little more often, maybe and making checking on your parents and making sure they're all right, because it's a two way deal. You know, you do need to think about being in communication with them because they are the most important. Well, they're what matters. They're very important. And if you're a grandparent, don't do what one grandparent we know. They would call all their kids at 6 a.m. every Sunday morning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That just seemed like a good time to them when they could stay in touch. Right. Kids were turning off their phones. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, everybody has their way, and we all have ups and downs, and it's kind of a roller coaster ride. When people ask me how my kids are, I say, they're all fine except the ones that are in crisis this week because somebody's always in crisis over something. You know, sometimes a big crisis, sometimes just – just you know everyday stuff but it is so important to stay in touch with your kids hey so we're going to wrap up but it's all about communication and extended families it's a little harder and uh, next week and in future weeks we're going to talk more about communication right within the home with the kids who live there under your own roof because that is not always easy communication either But we love you all and love from our house to yours and we'll look forward over this next month to speaking to you from various locations as we wend our way around this wonderful world of ours. We are so blessed and we we know, hope you are too. Um, we extend our very best wishes for the Easter season and we will talk again next week on Ayers on the Road. <laughs>